The Love Good Podcast is brought to you by our patrons. On top of being a media discovery platform and crowdfunding initiative, we are a grassroots movement that accompanies young people and artists who are transforming culture with beauty. Our patrons are on the front lines of discovering the world's best new music, books, and art before anyone else. Build the culture you've always imagined. Join the movement and become a patron today at lovegoodculture.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Love Good Podcast. This is Jimmy Mitchell. It's a great joy to have you listening to our pilot episode, season one. As many of you have probably noticed, we've got a lot of really incredible artist interview archives out there from the last couple of years. We brought in all kinds of uh, incredible singer-songwriters that we really believe in and just decided we wanted to do more, more than just interviews. We wanted to create a show that would really allow people to enter into this uh, really great mission of ours, uh, which is to transform culture with beauty. And of course, we do that through the arts and music and books and literature and films, but we also do that with our lives. What does it really mean? What does it look like, in fact, to transform culture with beauty? Today, we've got a very special guest on the show. Her name is Jenea Trudell. In fact, she's a bit more than just a guest. We have a very special announcement concerning Jenea at the very end of the show. But right now, I just know that she is from Saskatchewan. That's Canada, and actually one of the most talented, articulate artists I have ever met someone who's become a really good friend and actually as of late does incredible work every day to help us curate all the incredible content from our music to our books, all the way to our blogs and of course this podcast and really making sure that in all ways we are bringing forth beauty that does in fact transform culture. We'll be talking a little bit about her own story as an artist coming out of Saskatchewan, her own upbringing and really what it means to be gift, specifically what it means to see yourself and others as a gift. I'm really looking forward to having Jenea on the show a little bit later. Next up, I'll be walking through the story of Lovegood, a little bit of our history and most importantly, our mission. What, what does it really mean to transform culture with beauty? Of course, we know what that looks like for artists, for musicians, for singer-songwriters that we all know and love, but what does that even look like for us? We're going to dig into some of the inspiration behind that. So hold on tight. It's going to be an incredible inaugural show, an incredible pilot. We'll be back in just a few. I'll say there's plenty more where that came from. Come with me. I'll take you there. They say the first shall be the last. So Sister Bridget, fill my glass. That was St. Bridget's Fire from Kevin Hyder's The Spark. Not only is that available on iTunes, you can also check out it at lovegoodculture.com slash store. Again, welcome to the Love Good Podcast. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Wow, it is such a joy to be back in the saddle here in the Love Good studio in Nashville, Tennessee. There's some of you who have heard a lot of our archived interviews with artists down through the years. Maybe perhaps you've seen one of our artists or one of our speakers, such as myself, at an event somewhere in the world. Perhaps you're a patron and you're coming alongside us. You're on the front lines of supporting our movement and really building the culture you've always imagined. There's probably some of you, though, who have no clue who we are, what this movement is in fact all about. So we just wanted to take some time, especially in this pilot, this 
first episode, season one, to talk a little bit about that. What is that inspires this movement? What, in fact, got it really going many, many years ago? And obviously, as the founder of Love Good, a lot of that's quite personal. So, you know, I grew up very much surrounded by an incredible family, um, a mom and a dad who, frankly, were brilliant, you know, at living a life of natural virtue. And out of that, I think we're inspired to live lives of goodness. Certainly, I was. A lot of the media, for example, that we would have uh, taken in as kids would have been fairly innocent, really decent. The music and the books and the television that we would watch, all really good. And then, you know, went off to Vanderbilt for undergrad, ended up in Nashville, Tennessee. Before you know it, I'm surrounded by some of the most creative, faithful people I've ever encountered in my life. And in fact, I'm seeing it's not just the beauty of their craft, but in fact, the beauty of their lives that had a way of, of piercing me. So I went off to seminary right out of undergrad and began to really understand a little bit more of this philosophy of the human person, even a philosophy of culture. What does it mean to be human, to be fully human, to be fully alive? What does it mean to be a part of a culture that is, in fact, life-giving, that, in fact, brings people together in a way that is truly authentic? that helps people share the best parts of life together. And so as I developed a bit of vocabulary around this, there came a great desire to pass this on to others, this art of what it really means to be human. And so I did a lot of work mentoring, discipling young people, especially here in Middle Tennessee. And out of that came a desire to really begin accompanying artists, singer-songwriters, so many of whom I, I believed in because I knew them, I knew their personal lives, and was also just completely floored by their creative expression and what they were able to accomplish, not just on a stage, not just in a studio, but really through the beauty of their lives. And so it was actually in the summer of 2013 that a lot of this culminated when I, with a few friends, came together and did a 45-city house concert tour across the country. We did that in 60 days, and we're talking somewhat sleepless nights and very rarely in the same place for more than a day. And we would literally go as far west as L.A., as far north as Boston, as far south as Tampa without blinking an eye. It was absurd. And uh, while I certainly haven't stopped traveling, I've never done anything quite like that ever since. So you can imagine the great joy of, of first kind of launching this vision and this movement mostly into the hearts and the family rooms and the backyards of friends, sometimes even family, all over the country. And bit by bit, we saw people get on board. In some cases, as patrons, you know, these beautiful people out there who are on the front lines of really discovering the best in music, the best new books, the artists and goods that we're helping fund and bring into the world, but actually also realize that, in fact, by bringing beauty into the world, they rebuild culture. They give people a glimpse into the hope for which they're made. And it's really been an amazing journey, continuing to grow that vision. In fact, for the, most of the last two years, I traveled nonstop. And in fact, I'm really convinced that beauty is the answer, that beauty is the way to change this world that's broken and that's dark and that's despairing. I see that day in and day out in my own life and those around me, that in fact, when you fall in love with the beauty of who God is, for example, when you fall in love with, with the beauty that you see in another person and that brings forth the best in you and suddenly you become capable of things really beyond human nature, that is the beauty that brings forth the best, that actually leaves us desiring everything but needing nothing, as a good friend of mine says. That good friend of mine will actually be on the show in just a few minutes, Janae Trudell herself. What does that look like for us? 
to live with such intensity of desire and yet to actually need nothing. That's what it is to live with joy. That's what it is to live with freedom. That's what it is to live with integrity. And that's really what we're about here at Love Good, is giving people the opportunity to encounter that. And then God willing, when it's possible, we want to accompany them. So we're not just giving them a glimpse into that hope for which they're made, but ultimately taking them straight to the source. So, you know, the last two years, I've spent about a third of my life outside of the country. And with that also came a deeper appreciation of this beauty that far surpasses my little neighborhood here in Nashville, Tennessee. In fact, a beauty that knows no boundaries, certainly no geographic boundaries. As I traveled through Europe, as I traveled through uh, particularly New Zealand and other parts of the world where, wow, you, you see not only the, the incredible, captivating reality of God's creation, but you see the sub-creation or maybe the co-creation that happens through people, uh, first of all, who are just living their lives faithfully and allowing God to make a masterpiece out of them. So what is really exciting about this podcast is it's just an opportunity to celebrate those things and to celebrate those people that are out there bringing the best of beauty into the forefront and really allowing that beauty to be transformative for themselves and for those that they encounter along the way. So, you know, we're going to have incredible artists. We're going to have incredible singer-songwriters, musicians, actors, people who are uh, involved in script writing for films, certainly authors and speakers and thought leaders from all over the world coming into dialogue about what is in fact this power of beauty that seems to know no enemy and in fact can truly transform the human heart and ultimately transform culture. I don't think it takes very long for any one of us to realize that in fact our world is really broken and that on top of that our culture really is dying. I think we're still living in the wake of Vegas, that just horrific tragedy from only a few weeks ago. I recently spent some extensive time in Houston and Tampa, where I was in the wake of Harvey, in the wake of Irma. And I think in the midst of suffering, when you see hope, you can't help but be captivated. You know, what is it that actually carries people through tragedy? What is it that carries people through life when there's uncertainty and confusion? And I'm just increasingly convinced that the answer is beauty, most especially the beauty of love. And for those who have the eyes to see it, it's the beauty of love that is ultimately found on the cross. A love that is willing so much to give of itself that it empties itself completely for love of the other. It's going to be an incredible ride. Uh, here we are in season one, the pilot episode of this new podcast, and I'm just thrilled at what is to come. Even in the next few weeks, we've got some really incredible people that absolutely understand what this is about, this transformation of culture, even in the most subtle of ways, through the great power of beauty. So in just a few moments, we're going to have Janae Trudell to come in and talk about this a bit more, especially her own life and her understanding of gift, what it really means to see yourself in another person and all that you encounter is gift. But right now we have a little song from her newest release, her debut album with her sister. The song is called Homesick Heart. I hope you enjoy it. Even though I'm sitting in my living room Well, I could kiss my lucky rabbit's foot Or wish on a star But that won't mean nothing to my homesick heart well, Homesick heart, why do you cry? You've got it Where this old heart 
That was Homesick Heart from the debut album Grounded and Light from the incredible sister duo Jay and Joe and Janae Trudell. One part of that duo was with us in the studio today. How you doing, Janae? Great. Yeah. Really happy you're here. Now, we're not obviously in the winter yet, um, but when I think of Canada, I think of you know, bunny hugs. And <laughs> I think of, uh, well, ice hockey, which I've only played once. And that was with you yeah. in a big old pond behind middle of nowhere, Bruno, Saskatchewan. Um, <laughs> what is it really like for you now that you've been outside of your home country for about a month mm-hmm. and living here in Nashville? What's it, what's it like for you so far? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you got your, your cooler days here are pretty much as hot as any summer day gets. So that's been kind of a treat. And also I'm kind of over it and <laughs> just don't have the right attire. So it's been fun. Yeah. The homey, like small town atmosphere is so familiar in Nashville. And I almost wasn't expecting that. I was kind of like gearing up to be like on the defensive of things being like fast moving and a bit isolated and, you know, everyone doing their own thing. But it's just been so like hearty and homey here so i've really loved it that's cool mm-hmm. you've, you've reminded me on more than one occasion that our level of humidity back home would actually kill people <laughs> it is not there's <laughs> it's a mercy that it's not as humid back home because it just gets cold it would just get in your bones so yeah i can only work. imagine well i mm-hmm. tell you i think through the years the last three years in particular i've come to really love canada specifically saskatchewan I think I used to say Saskatchewan, which I'm sure is not right. How do you say Saskatchewan. it? Saskatchewan. No, that's you got a bit of draw there. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> stupid to me. But uh, I just really love where you come from. And obviously, I've never been to your hometown. But what I know about Bruno, which is a couple hours away, it is about as beautiful and charming and set apart as any place I've ever been to. So it's really neat that now you're getting to experience a little bit of our life here in Nashville. And obviously you're a big part of what we're doing right now. You're curating a lot of our content and you're helping create a lot of uh, beautiful things in-house for Love Good that are laying a foundation for the future. Mm. Uh, and I'm really, really grateful for that. Where did this whole journey with beauty, with art, with music, with culture begin for you? I mean, you come from an incredible family. I would love to hear more about what you guys do in the summertime, but where did this journey really begin for you? Mm. Well, music has been a huge part of my life Um, since I was really little. I was on stage, you know, by the time I was three with my parents. I'm the firstborn, so I was up there doing that with them. And it's just been steady ever since. The family band, remind remind me the name. The Trudell family. The Trudell family. (laughs) And you guys would play like all these gospel hootenannies. You'd show up in places all over the country, right? Yeah, Western Canada, we've we've played a lot there, especially in the summertime. So we're in the motorhome, you know, pretty much uh, two months out of the year stuck in there together. It's and beautiful. It's the best of times and the worst of times. I can only it's been imagine. A gift, yeah. And is it right to say gospel hootenannies? What do you call these things? <laughs> yeah. Jamborees. Jamborees. Yeah, lots of those. Yeah, bluegrass gospel. So yeah, it's been really fun. You and your dad blessed all of us uh, about <laughs> a month ago when he was still in town. And we had some friends over for dinner. Next thing you know, guitars are coming out, fiddles are coming out. And it was like uh, as good as I would imagine the best of the jamborees back home in Canada. And it was just the two of you singing your hearts out. And uh, it was a really special moment for us, for me specifically, to see how your family is a part of this, certainly at its root. Yeah, of course. That's definitely where the seed was planted and like where it continues to be watered and like it grow from is them and their example and their love. But yeah, so it's just kind of like been in my blood. The deeper like step for me was taken, I think, just as I started to enter into adulthood. Um, 
and was kind of like looking at what like all the different paths my life could take um, and just wasn't um, peaceful or settled with um, the idea of just like, oh, I have, you know, I have musical gifts, so I'm just going to, I guess, try and be famous. Like, is that what they do? The thought was just like deeply unsatisfying for me. Mm. Um, but in order to like not pursue that specific gift in me, um, I was really aware that that would just be shutting down like a really significant part of myself, like kind of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Um, and I wasn't peaceful with that either. So I just like kind of stood at these crossroads um, around probably when I was like 19. And so it just started a conversation like in my heart about what I wanted with my life and especially what I did with like this beautiful burden of a gift, um, which was like for me, it was music and, and everybody has something that they've been given. And a lot of those gifts for people are really like visible. A lot of gifts are incredibly hidden. So I was just trying to reconcile what mine was and what I was to do with it after a life of being in the spotlight and being like mildly uncomfortable the whole time. Like, is this really a good thing or is this just for me? And how do I reconcile that? So you wrote a really incredible blog for lovegoodculture.com, I guess just a few weeks ago, maybe actually maybe two months ago now, towards the end of the summertime. Mm -hmm. And the response was overwhelming. I mean, you had a lot of people not just reading that article, but responding to it, sharing it on social media. You talked about uh, living as gift being risky business. Mm -hmm. uh, do you mind retelling that experience that you had as an artist and what it was like in the moment to feel rejected or to feel uh, unappreciated and yet to give it anyway? Yeah, I... Well, I, I read John Paul II's Gaudiumet Spes, The Joy and Hope. And in there, he, he talks about this life of, of being a disinterested gift, which sounds like apathetic, you know, like disinterested, like I don't care. But it's actually just like a really deep detachment from what you're giving. And I just didn't understand that. I, I learned it and it was like, oh, it just be kind of like it, it became a part of me. Um, and I went throughout my life a couple summers ago, my sister and I, Jolissa, who's the other half of Jane Joe, um, she and I just like lived in our van and went all the way to um, British Columbia uh, in the western part of Canada and toured there for a while um, and just found in ourselves in some pretty like desolate places and coffee shops and, you know, bar lounges or, you know, busking, things like that. Um, and one particular night, uh, we had driven seven, seven and a half hours through the rain and through the mountains, which was scary for us Saskatchewan girls who are used to like miles and miles of, of really linear highways. And um, we got there and and we walked in and the people were like, oh, who are you? And we're like, we're here to play. We're so sorry we're late. We forgot about the time change. And they totally had no idea we were coming. And so there was already this like, oof, disappointment in us. And like, okay, okay, set up our stuff. Um, and we're playing and people are just doing their thing. Um, but there was a point in that set that I just, and this is what I recalled in the blog. It's like a little experience and actually one of, of many that I've had where there's just a moment where you're you're giving everything you have and kind of like laying your soul out there and it's incredibly vulnerable and a little frightening and especially when you can tell that no one's listening and in the moment that was like terrifying and disheartening and I remember being I was in the middle of this song that I wrote I'm pretty sure it was Gray Sky which is which is on our album and um 
I just like started backing away from the mic. I was looking around the room. No one was looking at us. People were moving, you know, they just wanted to eat their supper. And I, and I was like, oh, that's totally understandable. Um, and I looked at my sister and I stopped singing like in the middle of the verse. And she looked at me and knew probably exactly how I was feeling. And she has such a strong, gentle way of saying things. She just whispered to me like, hey, just give it. Hmm. <laughs> and I just, I knew exactly what she meant that like we have been given this and it's not like you're imposing, you know, yourself on others. That's not what giving a gift is. Like I'm an artist and I have things to say. You see, you must listen to me like, and receive me like nothing, nothing is owed to us. And that was a big realization for me that giving a gift disinterestedly means I expect nothing in return. And it doesn't mean settling for, just like being walked all over, you know, like a doormat or something. But it was just this deeply sacrificial act in the moment. And so we finished the show. And after that moment, things just kind of shifted and the tides turned. And it was just us singing, just being there, sharing our love and just giving our gift. And a lot of the times it's reciprocated and we're received and we're loved and we're shown mercy and compassion in return. And a lot of the times we're not. But that's what love is. <laughs> you know, it's it's unconditional and so like artist or not, that's been really important for me as I like enter into adulthood, like, oh, okay, this is what it means to live, mm. you know, and love thy neighbor, like in all, in all things, whether you're on stage or you're changing a diaper or you're making a meal or anything, everything is, is like charged with grandeur and, and, and goodness and beauty. We'll be back with Janae Trudell in just a few moments. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, the Love Good Podcast. Here we are on how to build culture with Jessamine Anderson. How are you doing, <laughs> Jessamine? I am doing so well. How are you, Jimmy? Pretty good. So just so people know, you're the director of communications. You make everything look good. Uh, I try. Yeah, which is really important between our website and social media and email. Anybody who knows me knows that it's been a bit of a disaster at times. <laughs> But tell us this week, what is it that we can be thinking about that'll help us build that culture that we all dream of? Well, I think the first step in fixing any problem is just being aware of the fact that it exists. So I think a lot of what we are um, noticing is our culture is falling apart. And a huge part of that is the media that we are inundated with every day. But it can be really difficult to find media that doesn't leave us feeling so empty when we're done at the end of the day. So the music on the radio that leaves us hungry for a different kind of music and the things on our news feeds and all these social media platforms that just aren't feeding us in a good way. And we need to be aware of the fact that that problem exists. You know, Jessamyn, that's a really nice way of putting it. So much of media out there leaves us hungry. And, you know, the problem I've always had through the years especially when I come across media that just isn't satisfying, is I end up having to settle for things that actually just end up being really cheesy, you know, like positive and uplifting. That's not enough either. I, I still want music that's artful, that's creative, that's authentic. Where can we turn? That's a really good question. We actually have a free Love Good sampler on our website. All you do is put in your name, email, and zip code, and it'll be delivered to your inbox this week. Hang on a second. That sounds like a scam. I promise it's not. It's free? It's completely free. Wow. So awesome. Why wouldn't everybody just go to lovegoodculture.com, type in their name, email, zip code, and get it right now? There's actually not a good reason. Okay. So everybody, get after it. Do it. Because actually, if you're anything like me, you just love anything that's free. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. All right, everybody. That's all we got from Jessamine Anderson this week. 
Looking forward to seeing what you got for us next time around. We'll see you later, Jeff. So it's really interesting that what motivates you is not exactly what the world would look in and, and see in the life of a typical artist, right? You're not looking for the fame. You're not looking for the money. In fact, I think you describe those things as being sickening or something like that, right? Oh, but, yeah. Dis, but, just dissatisfying. Dissatisfying. I, I, like, yeah, I was just not peaceful at the thought of giving my entire life just as like a transaction. Like yeah. I give this and I get money or fame or recognition or something like that in return. Or adrenaline rush on stage or whatever. Mm. So you talk about love. You talk about goodness. Talk about beauty because obviously that's what we're built upon. <laughs> this The rock that is love good is built mm -hmm. upon beauty. And there's probably a lot of notions in the world today out there of what, what beauty is all about. Mm. And it's very obvious that, you know, evil has a way of dressing itself up as beauty mm -hmm. and it can really deceive a lot of people or leave them feeling actually quite dissatisfied as you put it quite isolated certainly quite confused and uh, I'm just curious what, what do you mean by the word beauty hmm. it's kind of an ongoing like definition like you know keeps getting more flesh put on it as my life goes on but essentially I I think what was disturbing for me as an artist and as someone who's like, I could make music if I wanted to. And there was actually a time in my life where I was like completely shut down to that possibility in me just for fear of the potential of it um, and the weight of it, how like incredibly beautiful it can be and actually how incredibly destructive it can be. And there was like a weight of responsibility that I just couldn't deal with for a few years. And I didn't. I just laid it aside and didn't write anything which was probably okay because it was a time of purification for me about like what is beauty and why is it important and not only important why is it like the only thing that is going to reach the world nowadays we've all experienced something beautiful and something nice or like attractive or you know whatever like fill in the blank and it is all those things it is nice it's like to the senses it's like pleasing and aesthetically like sound it's beautiful that's what it means it's what we think of and that's true but if you look beneath the surface of what what grabs you at first sight or first sound or whatever um you have to encounter a truth and that's the that's kind of like the litmus test because if something is beautiful or you know attractive or nice to look at or listen to and it is not impregnated with truth then it's it's empty it's just sen it's sentimentality and there's just enough of that in the world <laughs> mm. offered to us. And those are the things that like are hooks and, and grab you and then let you go and grab you, let you go. And that's how we get just caught in these. Like, especially that's, you know, social media. Um, some of the stuff that's out there, it's just like it's clickbait and it doesn't it makes a promise and it doesn't fulfill it. And it promises again and it doesn't fulfill it. But on the other hand, if you have something that is intrinsically true and we think of truth, we think of like, oh, rules and principles. But like, I mean, deep, like the deepest truths about humanity, which are you are loved and you are worthy and there is hope no matter what crazy sufferings. That is the truth that I'm talking about. But if that's not enshrouded with beauty, then it can be kind of harsh to just like speak plain, blatant words at people. And I think that's why beauty has become so important for me, like as a as a receiver of it in my life especially in those years of like transitioning into being an adult. Um, I just like grasped onto moments like that for dear life where 
beauty just like pierced through my obsession with the superficial and my insecurities and the lies I was believing about myself and all of these different things that just kept me so far from the truth. Beauty just like snuck in there. Um, I think it's Tolkien who talks about beauty stealing past the watchful dragons um, of the heart who are like prowling about beauty just like sneaks in there and um, and gently like wounds the heart like pricks it open and all of a sudden you're feeling things and remembering who you are and that's what it's been for me which we hear like the the phrase beauty will save the world beauty like with a capital b you know who is who is a person who is christ it literally like saved my life from being what it could have been and kind of woke me up from this like dormant safety where i was just keeping myself in these little cubicles because i was too afraid to like initiate and utilize this gift in me it's beautiful yeah just a few weeks ago we were at a drew and eventually Ellie Holcomb concert together. And you had this beautiful way of describing what pierced through in the midst of their show, uh, a beauty that pierced through and spoke the truth, even to some high school age girls standing not too far from where we were. And, you know, this smell of alcohol and, and cloud of, you know, marijuana that was sort of that particular outdoor music festival, all of that seemed to kind of fade away when Drew and Ellie took the stage, and especially when they began speaking these profound truths, particularly about married love, mm-hmm. just by their witness, but also by the the songs. And I, I think that's sort of the incredible gift that actually everybody brings to the world by simply allowing their story to unfold. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really a wonderful tie into this song that we're about to share a clip from gray sky. You know, you talk about how even suffering can become something of beauty, how that's a part of our story as it unfolds and our way of simply inviting people into the great mystery that is life, that is suffering, that is redemption, that is eternity, right? Uh, just give us a, a, maybe a, a few words about this song before we play it. It's called Gray Sky. Yeah. Um, I wrote it on a cloudy overcast day and think I was just in a pretty just like that state that we often find ourselves in like is what is this for <laughs> like why is this happening um I know there's a reason I keep telling myself that but what is it um and it's just a, a little ballad of hope a reminder for who we are and what we're made for and where we're going so yeah well this is my favorite song from again the debut album by Jay and Joe the song is gray sky the album is grounded and light check it out Singing 
To wrap up our interview with Jenea Trudell, uh, Jenea, it's obviously such a privilege to get to talk to you about these things that have such, uh, well, eternal significance, giftedness, beauty, how that plays into culture and filling people with hope. And even your ability to craft and share a story through song is really something very special because I remember the first time I heard that song, Grace God, it just took me somewhere that I hadn't been in a while and just made me so appreciative actually for the suffering in my life or the moments of darkness and confusion or, you know, those occasional feelings of like, where is this going, you know? And just realizing that, that actually those have been the times where I've often been closest to God. Um, so your way of telling a story, uh, as you put it, it holds something familiar out to your listener and it helps them almost enter into their own humanity in a really uh, quite profound way. So I, I just want to say thank you for that. As we wrap up 
the interview today. I, I'd love to just hear what you're listening to, what you're reading, mm. perhaps a movie you've seen recently, anything that you would say, yep, yeah, nope, this is absolutely worth checking out, especially for our listeners. Hmm. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Drew and Ellie earlier because I've been listening to a lot of them lately, which is different for me. They're, I'm used to like really gentle ballads and they've got like, he's got some kick and he's not afraid to like go there and go there strong. And um, so I've really, really been into their stuff. Um, Penny and Sparrow have just been so constant in my life over the past two years. So I love that. And uh, we'll be very eager for more album, book, and movie recommendations from you because in a moment, I have a very special announcement as to why people are going to be hearing more and more from you, Uh, not just the occasional interview, but actually so much more. Before we do that, though, how can we stay in touch? How can people be following you on social media, especially with the release of Jay and Joe? I know that's already out in Canada, right? Yep. And in December, all Love Good patrons are going to get a copy of Jay and Joe, Grounded in Light. I love this album. It's so incredible. For those who want to be following you more regularly, how can they know what's going on in your life and in your artistry? Yeah, I would just direct everyone to Facebook. You can find us, Jay and Joe and Ampersand Sign. Yeah, and we there. You can that'll direct you to our website, our YouTube channel, um, iTunes, where you can find our album. Um, but yeah. The album is super cool. We're really proud of like how the physical copy looks. So I'm so excited that yeah. it's going out to the patrons. The front yeah. cover is pretty rad too. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't quite understand you're like tied up in a kite or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's our title track is called like the the title is grounded in light from the track If I Were and there's a line in there about a rock and a kite. Kind of like a, an analogy for hope and and sorrow being tied to one another bringing us somewhere else. So, yeah, it's it was really fun. That's great. That's really great. Well, now for the big announcement. You see, everybody, I'm sure you're all thinking what I'm thinking. We want to hear more from Janae Trudell. And uh, trust me, if you could just be a part of half the conversations around our office and studio right now, you would absolutely be asking for more at all times. And I'm happy and humbled to announce that uh, we're going to have a co-host for every season of the Love Good Podcast moving forward. And Janae is going to be that co-host for this upcoming season. So beginning with next episode, uh, she's going to be a part of the kind of opening segment leading into an interview with different artists and thought leaders. And Janae, it's going to be a real joy to continue the dialogue about beauty, about culture, about hope, about giftedness, about what it really means to be human. So um, thank you for saying yes, for being in Nashville, Tennessee for at least the next period of months. And uh, just know that we've all been really blessed by... um, this conversation today. Oh, thank you. The honor is all mine. See you next week. Yeah. Like a firefly. Easy to catch. Hard to satisfy. Listening to the Love Good podcast, that was Firefly from Grounded and Light, the debut album from Jay and Joe. We just had an incredible interview with Janae Trudell, all the way from Saskatchewan, Canada. She's not only our content curator here at Love Good, she's an incredibly talented singer songwriter, and as was recently announced, the co host of season one 
of the Love Good Podcast. So much more to come from Jenea, and this is not the end of the show. Actually, this is the point where every single week we, we take a question from one of our listeners. This week we've got Mason Clutter, who has emailed us a voice memo all the way from Hillsdale, Michigan. Let's see what he's got for us. My name's Mason Clutter. Uh, I live in Hillsdale, Michigan. And um, I was just wondering about, like, uh, the bad times or, like, the not-so-great things that happened to us. Um, how would we consider those uh, gifts? That's a really profound question. How do we maintain that perspective of the gift, of seeing life as a gift, especially in the midst of suffering? Obviously, this really reminds me of my own seasons of life where there's been tremendous sorrow. It's about seven years ago, my older brother passed away, and initially this was just a huge tragedy. Our whole family didn't know how to respond to my brother passing away in his sleep. It's not something you can ever be prepared for. But in these days, even after Bobby's passing, leading up to his funeral, I began to actually have this gratitude that, that welled up in my heart as my family came together, as people reconciled, as people came to Bobby's funeral, and that sparked uneven deepening of conversion for many people. And these months then after the funeral, I began to realize more and more that the Lord was going to use this suffering and use this tragedy for great good. In fact, great good in my own soul specifically. And suddenly there was this profound healing, this profound realization that in fact God was calling me to go and be the older brother in the lives of young people that my brother could no longer be for me. Uh, but that began with healing, and healing is what gives us hope. Uh, realizing that, in fact, we can be transformed. And out of that transformation, we can look back at tragedy, we can look back at sorrow, and really see the gift of joy coming out of suffering. Great question from Mason Clutter. Every week, we're going to take a question like that. All you have to do is email us a voice memo or an audio recording at content at lovegoodculture.com. Again, email us a voice memo, an audio recording at content at lovegoodculture.com. We'll be really excited to answer any sort of question you might have out there. Next week, we're going to be sitting down with Catherine Cimarelli. What an amazing person. I mean, she is not only this crazy, talented writer and vocalist, and she's a part of this international pop sensation, which is her family band called Cimarelli. I mean, we're talking, they've got just north of a billion combined views of all their YouTube videos. I mean, these girls are absolutely amazing and actually embody our mission at Love Good in a really profound way. So what a joy. We're going to have Catherine in the studio talking about accompaniment, meaning this, this gift of coming alongside other people and really joining them on their pilgrimage through life. That is so what the Cimarelli sisters do, especially with their fans. But I know Catherine does this with anybody who meets her. She is just a brilliant faithful accompanier. She just loves sharing life with people. It's a really cool conversation with Catherine coming up. And just again, know that you can ask any question about accompaniment, connection, and just the love good mission at large. And by the way, don't forget that we are constantly on the road, especially me. I travel most of the year putting on retreats, conferences, camps, concerts. I'm all over the place. This upcoming weekend, I'll be in Tampa. The following week, I'll be in Chicago. We've got some really cool parish missions and Advent concerts coming up uh, all over the country, uh, but especially in December, we'll be in Michigan and Indiana. So go check out lovegoodculture.com. Scroll down a little bit. You can see where we're going to be for the rest of 2017. And then don't forget to go and sign up for our free sample that's going to hit the streets this week. Uh, we're not going to tell you when, 
But as soon as you get your name and your email and your zip code in on the pop-up at lovegoodculture.com, you're going to be the first to find out because you're just going to get an email one day this week and it's going to have this bundle, this beautiful collection of songs, of artwork, and of books, all digitally sent to you so that you can kind of experience more and more what Love Good is all about and how we can together transform culture with beauty. This has been an absolute blast of a pilot episode for season one of the Love Good podcast. Again, this is your host, Jimmy Mitchell, signing off. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Love Good podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review. Massive thanks to all of our patrons who make this podcast possible. On top of being a media discovery platform and crowdfunding initiative, we are a grassroots movement that accompanies young people and artists who are transforming culture with beauty. Our patrons are on the front lines of discovering the world's best new music, books, and art before anyone else. Build the culture you've always imagined. Join the movement and become a patron today at lovegoodculture.com.